0: This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Andrew Bryan, Adrian McMurray and Dom Brock in the studio to get you through all the latest news. Uh, Boys, State of Origin tonight, so depending on when people are listening to this, they're either really excited or really disappointed and blowing up at something that happened last night. Uh, Obviously, we've got Match Day Fantasy for Origin, so let's just touch on that briefly. Any tips, any players to look out for? How do we go about our Match Day Fantasy?
1: Uh, Yeah, Uh, first step's probably Cameron Smith's an even better option than he usually is in Origin Fantasy. He'll be kicking goals tonight, obviously, with uh, Thurston out, so probably lock him in. And then, I don't know, after that, I usually just go with whichever team you think is going to win, load up on outside backs from that team. Anything else?
2: Yeah, well, firstly, it is an exciting time, but as you sort of said, Andy, it could be a, a disappointing time if you're listening to this after the game and your side hasn't got up. Um, but, yeah, I guess you back the team that you want to see win um, and pick up those guys. If you think a side's going to struggle, pick up maybe their forwards because yep. uh, they could get through a you know more defensive workload. Uh, myself, I'm looking at Smith, Fafita, uh, Gillett, Pierce, Gagai and Tedesco. I'd like to split it. Bit of a mix, yeah. Yeah. Uh, three and three, but you know, if you think it's going to be a big New South New South Wales win, I think uh, load up on your blues.
0: All right, I'll put you on the spot straight away. Who's going to win and why? And we can laugh at you tomorrow if people are listening to it at, at a different time.
2: New South Wales by six. I'll go uh, Queensland by
0: one. And I'll go New South Wales by eight, and I've got no idea why, but I think they can do it. All right, if you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, at AndrewBrown321, at AdrianMcMurray and at Dom underscore Brock, let us know how wrong we got our predictions. Let's get into the show. All right, first off, the Rabbitohs and the Sharks have the buy this week, so keep that in mind if you've got your Gallons, your Burgesses, your Crichtons and Co. And if you've got Jaden Braley, Dom, it's probably time to get rid of him now that he's got the buy and he's probably peaked.
1: Yeah, um, he had a good score last week, so, you know, he can still produce scores. Um, It's not like there are any hookers bar Cameron Smith who are, you know, going great at the moment. But yeah, if if you need a scorer this week, obviously that's a simple trade to make, you would think.
2: Yeah, if you are though, if you do have a, a good 17 though, I don't think he's an urgent trait because his break even still in the 20s, and he has been scoring pretty well of late. So, but yeah, if you do need a scorer, then this is the the week to to get rid of him and
0: get McInnes or someone else. But uh, not not too urgent. All right. Before we get into the games, obviously with Origin. You've got to make sure that your players are not injured in origin and also look out for any possible late changes in your team. So make sure you stay up to date with NRL.com for all the late team changes. But the Storm take on the Knights first. And the big team news, obviously, Jesse Bromwich is back after his suspension, pushing McLean back to the bench.
1: Yeah, nothing nothing too groundbreaking there. Um, Cameron Munster's probably the, the... You know, he's not a change, but he's probably the big trade target, you would think. From the storm this week, um, Melbourne play in the next two big buy rounds. So for overall points, they're going to be a good team to look out for. And um, yeah, I think, I think Munster's the best of the guys that,
2: you know, people don't have already. Do you wait until Jesse Bromwich gets a decent score before you actually seriously consider bringing him in? I think so.
0: At this point, I'm not... He's only averaged 29 and just hasn't hit the heights of, of last year or the couple of years. I, I mean, he's, he'll have a point to prove, but until you start seeing some bigger scores from him, I don't think you'd yeah. be rushing him in.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of good props around this year and there's no evidence yet that Brumwich is going to be up there. I mean, it could change, but, yeah, no need to rush him. Yeah.
0: You touched on Munster. His last couple of scores, 31, 47, 62, 51, dual position player as well. So he's shown that he can be pretty consistent uh, for the Storm So he could be an option, especially with Cody Nicarima. Lots of people asking us uh, using the hashtag NRLFantasy what to do with Cody. So he could be a possible big in this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's more pricey than Cody is. So you need a bit of spare cash to make that trade. But um, yeah, he's unusual because he's not a kicking half. And normally in fantasy, you need to be to um, score big points. But his running games so good, he gets so many tackle breaks on a regular basis. Um, his defence is pretty solid, that he tends to get pretty good scores with the occasional big score. And as you say, with dual position, it, it gives you a lot of flexibility in your squad.
2: Yeah, and he'll lead the Storms attack, obviously, without the Origin guys in 15 and, yeah. and 18 as well. So he'll uh,
0: you know, score big in those weeks. And before we get on to Newcastle, we've got a few questions on the uh, on the hashtag. But Cam Smith, as a captain option, obviously it's only a couple of days after Origin, Are we worried about... Normally, you just set the captain on Cam Smith and forget it, but are we worried that if the Storm dominate that game, he might get an early mark and there's a risk that he won't score as well this week?
1: Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think people get a bit overcautious about this kind of thing. Smith tends to play 80 minutes directly after Origin anyway, most years. I think last year he did it every time. Um, And the Knights, while they're coming last, they tend to go pretty well against Melbourne, better than you'd think. And they haven't actually got genuinely smashed that many times this year, maybe twice. So if they can keep it close, like if the game's close, even if Melbourne's winning by six or eight, you think Smith stays on. So, you know, it's a risk, but I wouldn't necessarily panic too much.
2: And the fact that there's a probably a lack of, you know, really standout other candidates this week, no Gallon, no Sam Burgess, James Graham's been... You know, plagued by injury in the last couple of weeks, Um, so
0: really, you know, there's there's not not a lot of options. yeah. Yeah, so Smith still could be fine. All right, touching on the Knights, the Ross Dog is back with Josh Starling into the team and Yates has been named to start at lock, which pretty much guarantees he'll be switched out of the team and onto the bench and then uh, look for either a Josh King of Sam Stone or even a Daniel Saifidi, who's actually playing pretty well. He's coming off the back of 50, 57. He's only averaging 36, 350 grand, but he looks like a real possible point of difference play. He's come good the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, he did it last year as well. The last maybe month of the season, he scored really well. Um... Some people were hoping he'd carry that on at the start of the year, which he didn't do, but he's kind of ramped up in the last few weeks. So, I mean, who knows? It'd be a bit of a gamble getting him in, and a lot of people are probably set for props by now. But, um, but if not, he's a good, you know, underpriced option.
2: Yeah, I'd still be wary of... That Newcastle pack still tends to, you know, Rotate as you mentioned, Andy, the, the cursed number 13 jersey.
0: Switches every
2: week. <laughs>
0: so, uh, but, you know, he uh, could be a, a nice little point of difference, though. All right, the Eels take on the Warriors, which looks like a tipping nightmare. I think you just tip the Eels and hope for the best. But uh, Nathan Brown is back. He was named last week, but we did mention that he was struggling with that rib complaint. And there's still got to be a bit of doubt on him, but there are a lot of coaches who are hoping that uh, Nathan Brown plays this week because he's been really important and averaging about 45 and it's been a gun uh, so far this year. Yeah, fingers crossed.
2: Yeah, I think he's scored a grand total of six points since I've traded him in, so...
0: <laughs> so it's all Adrian's fault. Uh, for the <laughs> Warriors, Solomon Okada returns, meaning uh, Charns, Nicol Klockstad drops out of the side despite playing really well last week, made a break that was really crucial to them, uh, which led to a Sean Johnson try. Had a break even of minus one, averaging 35, and was dual position. So uh, I was tempted to look at Klockstad in the halves as a replacement for Nick Arima as a cash-out, but obviously that option's gone. Uh but nothing more to say, really. If you don't have chance, probably not.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, he could be back later in the year. But um, with Carter back this week, they've still got Vadovay, who's had injury worries, who could come back in the pecking order later on. So it could be the last we see of the rookie. He had a good game last week. The week before, he got found out a couple of times against the Dragons in defence. So that could have spooked the worries a bit. So, yeah, I don't know. That could be it for him.
2: Yeah, well, but this is what we thought. That's yeah. why we... Uh, Cautioned people from picking him up. He, he probably ac- exceeded expectations in his try-scoring feats and stuff, and he looked really good and breaking a few tackles as well. But as soon as those, you know, Carter came back from injury, he was probably the guy most likely to to drop out, and that's what's happened.
0: But the guns from the Warriors, the the mainstays, they look like good options if you don't have them already. Sean Johnson, 75 last week, which is really handy. He's averaging 57 and looking like the premier half this year and mannering solid as always, 56, coming back from... Uh, injury, averaging fifty-four. He's five hundred twenty-one thousand, so he's at the expensive scale. But he just keep—they both keep pumping out scores yeah, this year.
1: They've been great. There was there were a bit of thoughts that uh, Mannering might not play eighty minutes this season. There was a bit of talk at the start of the year that he could get rested up, but that hasn't been the case. He's played big minutes, makes heaps of tackles. You know, really solid scorer. And yeah, Sean Johnson's a freak. He's
2: been awesome. And This is usually the time where he excels. The Warriors get on a roll. So even though they do have. Two buyers still to come. Um, you know, Johnson,
0: as you said, Andy is looking the goods. All right, the Dragons take on the Tigers, and a bit of an interesting one with the Dragons team list. Uh, Dugan, Frizzell, and Widdup all named on an extended bench. So it's pretty hard to figure out what's going to happen here. Obviously, the Dragons are waiting around Origin to see how their players back up, and also Widdup named, uh, but seems to be probably a bit early for Widdup to come back. Averaging 49 has been killing it for the Dragons, and they need him. But are they going to bring him, brush him back this year? Adrian, we'll start with you. What do you think about the Dragons' team list this week?
2: Well, smoke and mirrors there from uh, Mary McGregor. But, you know, I think it depends. You know, Frizzell's probably the most likely to back up, barring, you know, assuming he gets through Origin unscathed. Um, Dugan, obviously, a bit more hit and miss given that injury. Um, Widdup would be a massive, massive boost. Um, and that would bring Kurt Mann's... Um, in the starting side to an end, I would imagine. Um, and probably Jay Field dropping out there. So I think uh, you probably wouldn't be... I don't think a lot of people would have Dugan at this stage or Frizzell, really, who hasn't really kicked on as we thought he might this year.
1: Yeah, um, Frizzell's averaged in the 40s. He usually does that, I think. I think he's a better player in real life than he is uh, in fantasy. Uh, Dugan, as you say, he's had all his injury problems this year, so not many people would have... Picked him up. Um, I still wouldn't pick him up just yet. Um, would I think they'll probably leave out again. You'd think they're playing the Tigers. They don't have gone well without him. I don't think they need to risk
0: it. Okay, for the war- uh, for the Tigers. Sorry, uh, Lola here, named to start in the halves. Uh, first off, how long is Luke Brooks out? And Lola here at 237,000, he's got a middle range break even, uh, so it could be a bit of a risk. But for people looking to cash out Nicarima, is Lola here a chance to make some money or at least hold a position given that the Tigers play in that the next big buy round as well?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, Brooks is out another few weeks. I think I'm not entirely sure. I don't think it matters that much for Lola here's scoring. He's a running half anyway, so he won't uh, get that many kick meters. No matter who his halfback is, um, I think at that price. So what do we think? I think he'll what, he'll score mid thirties probably.
0: Mid thirties, um, hopefully, and then if they can snag a trial to maybe yeah. he's capable create of a big score. Yeah, um, but like so he's not a keeper with
1: those kind of scores. He's not really cheap, so you know the rookies are a hundred thousand less than he is. So it's not like you make maximum you know profit trading him in now. Um, So if you bought him, it's really to be a cash cow and maybe to cover that one buy round. I'd only really consider if you've got, you know, trades to burn and really need some extra money.
2: Yeah, if you've got a heap of trades and can't afford upgrading Nicarima to a a Sean Johnson or someone like that, then that could be a a possible option. Free up a bit of cash, but still, it's a bit risky. I
1: can see why you do it, because people are desperate to get rid of Nicarima now that he's... On the bench, and there aren't that many options that you know on the the cheap end of the scale. But long term, I don't know. You might just be stuck with another mid-priced half.
0: We'll talk about Nick in a second when the Roosters play the Broncos, but still on the Dragons, Cam McInnes will be a popular trade-in this week for Braley, uh, averaging 58. He's a lot cheaper than McCulloch, and as we're about to discover, with Nick on the bench, you think McCulloch's massive scores might be in a bit of jeopardy. But Tim Laffire, averaging 44, scoring really well, and obviously Jack DeBellin and Paul Vaughan, both averaging over 55. So the Dragons killing it on the NRL ladder, even without Widdup, and killing it in fantasy this year as well.
1: Yeah, McGuinness, DeBellin and Vaughan all look like genuine guns. Um, is, an, you know, an interesting one. He's come from nowhere kind of to be a prospect in the centres in fantasy. Mid-40s is, is good. There aren't that many centres scoring better than that, are there any? I mean, mm-hmm. James Roberts is 45 or something.
0: Yeah, certainly not Leilure. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're looking for a left-to-field option at centre, you know, he's a decent one.
0: Alright, the Roosters take on the Broncos in what Vossi uh, is calling the game of the round. He's also calling that game at Allianz Stadium. Uh, the Roosters have named five Origin players to return. The Broncos have named six players to return. All the stars are on deck, but as we mentioned, uh, McCulloch back from a concussion. Uh on the bench, you'd think will steal a lot of his minutes. Uh, McCulloch's been averaging 61, 545,000, so he's a lot more expensive than McInnes. Uh, but we think that McCulloch, especially coming back from, it was such a Scary, scary knock as well. They named him last week, but I don't think he was any chance to play. Uh, so what are we thinking here for the Broncos?
1: I think gen- generally don't do anything to do with McCulloch. So if you've got him already, I can hold him and see what happens. There's no need to trade him out yet on the risk that his scores might go down. We'll wait and see. Um, but if, you, if you're buying a hooker, don't get McCulloch now. It's probably the worst time of the year to get him, considering he's so expensive and his, prices, his scores are likely to go down.
2: Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Nick Arima made some great cash, but now it's time to get your exit planned. But yeah, as you said, don't uh,
0: don't do anything with Kapalic.
2: But Nick Arima, do Gotta something. Got to go, Gotta go <laughs> this week.
0: It's almost a crowded house. Don't dream it's over. All right, Cowboys v the Titans. Thurston named on an extended bench, but we've got to think that he's unlikely. If he was going to play, he would have played Origin. You would have thought. Uh, Cohen House hasn't scored more than 42 since round six, so uh, hasn't hit the height since his early season form and no changes for the Titans other than, like, a switch between Polo and Boyle.
1: Yeah, so the one talking point, I guess, from this game will be that Jared Hayne will play his fourth game uh, at centre, which will make him dual position next week, um, which is handy for those who have him at fullback. You can move him into the centres where... Uh, yeah, if you, if you need to cover someone there, hopefully for owners of him, his scores start going up because he's been a bit quiet at centre apart from that game he scored a couple of tries.
2: Mm. Do, do people still have Hess or is... I think I most know. people would have... Jumped
0: off the Hess Express? Yeah, because,
2: I mean, he's back to the bench now and, and he, yeah. as you sort of said, Andy, scores haven't been that great. So it uh, looks like Ethan Lowe's got, the, uh, got his spot back in the
0: starting side. All right, we'll quickly go along. Seagulls v Raiders, no changes for Manly. Raiders, Papali back, averaging 59 and absolutely killing it, while Leilua still frustrates. And the big news, I guess, Jordan Rapana is averaging 52 on the back of a wow of a game, scoring 86 last week. If you've got him, you are laughing all the way to the bank.
2: Yeah, we're very... I mean, he's still got those games. I think it's only two weeks ago he got in the teens. Um, so I guess that's what you expect from... Having a a winger, you know, as one of your gun wing fullbacks, but on his day capable of the sublime and more often than not does score reasonably well.
1: Yeah, he made... Did he make 14 tackle breaks or something on the weekend? Like, that's just crazy. That's That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So, he's going great.
0: All right, Bulldogs take on the Panthers. Uh, James Graham keeps getting injured. Apologies to all those who have him. I traded him in this week, so it's probably my fault that he was scoring a point a minute, then got... Injured, uh, went off the field, looked like he might return and then didn't return. Uh, But Adam Elliott, uh, back-to-back 50s, he's already made 201000 only averaging 32, but um, looks like he could be a potential keeper. Yeah, it could
2: be Crichton 2.0 already. So quickly (laughs) after the first uh, sort of like mid-range guy who's who's really, you know, developing into a keeper. Um, Yeah, playing big minutes in the back row. Greg Eastwood... Looks like he's, you know, sort of out of favour or has a more limited role with the Bulldogs now. So, um, Elliot's the beneficiary of that. Yeah, it's, it's
1: it's been a bit of a jackpot for those who brought him in, you know, with an eye on him making money and or covering the buy rounds. It turns out he's, you know, could be a 50-point player um, playing 80 minutes every week. So, um, yeah, happy days.
0: And a bit of unknown about the Panthers. There are a lot of changes in this team list. Uh, most notably, Josh Mansour makes a return and it's a very quick return from that injury Uh, coming back, uh, 431,000. So he's probably a wait and see, but has been a fantasy gun and a tackle-breaking machine. But you think he'll take a few weeks to, to find his feet after having that knee injury. Mitch Rain makes his club debut, but again, not going to be scoring what he did when he was at the Dragons. And Dylan Edwards, a lot of questions on Dylan Edwards. Named at fullback, he has a break even of minus seven. He's, I think he's only played two or three games this year, but he's averaging 44, looks set to make a heap of cash if he can stay in that role for a couple of weeks. But is Dylan Edwards a trap?
1: Uh, yeah, he might be. It, it depends what they do. If, if Matt Moylan stays in the halves for the rest of the season, then, you know, Edwards will obviously stay at fullback, you would think. Um, you know, he's very
0: cheap for a starter I mean, he's about 206000 so if yeah. he can keep that role, then he looks like sure. a, a steal.
1: But again, a bit like Lola here, um, he's not base price, so he's not a pure cash-out. He's very unlikely to be a keeper, you would think. I mean, we haven't seen much, you know, evidence yet. Um, so again, if you're buying him, it's for, a, it's for a cash cow, which means two trades, so you need to have lots of trades to do that at this time of the season. So, yeah, I'm a bit wary, but, you know, he'll make money.
2: Yeah, Tamari Martin obviously very much on the outer at the Panthers, it seems, uh, named again on their extended bench. Edwards has scored well, though, in his limited NRL game time. Um, One game on the wing and one at fullback so far this year. And, you know, plenty of tackle breaks. I think he scored a try in one of those games as well. Um, Low break even. So if if you do, for whatever reason, desperately want to get him in, this is the week because whatever happens, he's going to make a, a bit of cash. But, yeah, that awkward price point really... It's, I was sort of looking at him like, oh, here we go. This could be a, a, a nice little option there at the back. But then that price point really turned me off.
1: Yeah. So, so the break-even's not everything, I think, at, at this time of the year. So it's really you have to think what you want. Long-term. Long-term, yeah. Mm. So he'll make money in the short term. But is he going to stay in your team all year? No. So, you know, if, you've got, if you're down to the mid-teens in terms of trades left... I don't think you, I think you have to be looking at either keepers or real cheap players, um, and really, yeah, think long term rather than cash cows.
0: And a quick shout out to Trent Marin, uh, averaging over 68 in his last three games, he's bumped his average back up to 47. Uh, 444 thousand dollars. Shout out to CK wherever you are listening to this. Uh, you've kept the faith. Uh, Trent Marin, with a really small break even of just 16, looks to be only going up and he's probably almost at his cheapest now.
2: Would this be two sideways? Just throwing it out there while we're <laughs> okay. here. Bodine, who yeah. has been battling away high 30s, low 40s, to Trent Merrin, who seems to have rediscovered his best scoring, as he said, averaging uh, in the 60s there. Yeah, that's an
1: upgrade, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah I it's...
0: think that's an upgrade. I think Merrin is an established gun, and his last three performances shows his upward trend uh, and Bodine just all year just hasn't looked like returning to his scores. So, yeah, plus, I he's think... got mannering and guys like that around him where Trent Maron's got more of that tackle-breaking, try-scoring ability in him. So Marin might drop back to the 50s, which is still great, um, but then hit the high scores when he starts breaking tackles and scoring tries. So
2: Has that solved one of your trades for this week or something? Or you just <laughs> yeah, the question? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I just thought while we're here, just talking just about it, out. it, it there. might come up in the questions. Oh, later I like well. it. You know, we're just answering them as they come.
0: Fan, fan questions, questions from the hashtag, yeah. All right, now we'll throw it to the actual fan questions. We'll stop <laughs> answering Adrian's fantasy questions. And if you want to get involved, use the hashtag NRL fantasy. Uh, the first one comes from Jacob Blank. Uh, Abby to Edwards and Cody to Malachi. He's having troubles with his half, centres and wing fullbacks, just like everyone. What do we think about this, Dom? Uh,
1: at first, look, I don't like it that much. So Abby to Edwards... You're actually spending more money and Malachi I don't know, is it a bit late to jump on Malachi Wateni Zelezniak?
2: Oh well he's he's really cheap so and he's potentially guaranteed a spot in that Tigers back line for the rest of the season. His scores have been okay but haven't set the world on fire. So, but but he's really... neither of the
0: Tigers either. And if you're playing in that position, you really need to be scoring points. So that, that might be the challenge with him all year.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, ca- cashing out Nicarima uh is, is fine. The Abida Edwards one, as I say, I'd only do if you've got a lot of trades left.
0: OK. Nathaniel Robinson wants to know, he needs a gun in the wing fullback position, don't we all? Cody Walker has been disappointing. Can you help him out, Adrian?
2: Well, I think uh, Munster's obviously the the obvious one there. Uh, Jordan Rapana, Rapana, whichever pronunciation you go with as well, off the back of that 86 on the weekend. Um, but really, there's there's been a real lack of... I mean, Tedesco started the year reasonably well, dropped off a heap and obviously impacted by origin now. So there's really only a few. Uh, Josh Mansour, one to keep an eye on for the coming weeks as well.
1: No, filuma has been outscoring Tedesco at the Tigers this year. He's mm. been really good. Um, in saying all that... I'd probably keep the faith in Cody Walker as well. Um, he's not going to be that consistent when he's playing at fullback compared to 5'8", because he, he's not making tackles every week. Um, but he scored you know, around 50 in the past at fullback. He gets a lot of try assists, um, which means he's going to get the occasional big score. I wouldn't panic trading And do you
0: write off that one performance? Because the Rabbitohs exactly. were really, really down and you don't think they're going to play like that... Well, yeah. hopefully, if you're a Souths fan, they don't play like that too often because they... We're really lacking options and punch all over the field. And they,
1: they have been good against good teams in the last month or so. You know, they've still lost, but they've gone close against um, the Broncos and uh, Yep. Yeah. Um, and Walker does. They play in the two big buy rounds coming up. So there's a lot of reasons to, you know, keep ob- the faith. Keep the faith.
0: All right, Mitched Potatoes wants to know. He has Graham Fafida, Leota, and Isaiah Papali, who hasn't spent much time on the field this year, uh, but none of them are dual positions. And this is a problem that I know Webb had, I know CK's had. Uh, Jared Wallace is his only dual position forward. There's a lot of people in the same boat where they have a lot of front rowers who can play second row, but their second rowers can't switch. And it's a problem that really becomes a problem when you're looking at trades and trying to balance your team.
1: Yeah. Um... This is one of those areas where planning ahead helps. So this week, who's he got? He's got James Graham. Graham. So Fafita's not going to He's on the front row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Graham and Fafita are keepers, so I wouldn't trade them out now. I mean, Fafita, if you wanted to trade him out for the origin period, last week was probably the time to do it. Um, he's still a gun. The other two, I imagine, are too cheap to trade to anyone good. Yeah. I don't know. It's a bit of a tough situation to get out of.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless you can find like a, a really cheap um, back rower and then move Wallace, I guess, in for maybe Leoda, I guess, would be a bit more expensive than Papali, who only played the one game at the start of the year. Yep. Um, that could be the only way you could get that bit of flexibility in there. But otherwise, it's a,
0: it's a sticky situation. All right. Yeah. Uh, Podcast regular, Kiri Tunation, wants to know, Nikarima to McInnes and either Moga, Sully or Idris to Edwards. What do we think about these trades? Obviously, Nikarima to McInnes is great because of the the dual position player, and I can't see any downside in that one. But uh, we're talking about Edwards again. Obviously, Idris isn't going to play again this year. So is that worthy of a trade looking to to get some points at least?
2: Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Uh, You know, Moga's been scoring reasonably well, um, but if you do need... Especially, I think it's good to have a, a sort of a wider squad right now sure. for the buy coverage yep. and then consolidate things once we're back, once Origin's over. So, yep. yeah, Idris is probably
0: the, the best option there. All right, Rami H28 wants to know, Braley to McInnes or Yates to Graham? Which one is more important? Dom, I have a feeling I know which way you're going to go on that one.
1: Uh, yeah, I'd go Brayley to McInnes this week. Um... James Graham's price is nosediving at the moment. He's had a bunch of um, not bad performances, but just keeps getting injured early in game. So he's had low scores. So he's getting cheaper. I'd wait till he bottoms out before picking him up.
0: All right, B-Puck, this looks pretty straightforward. Pierce to Munster, Braley to McInnes, good luck if you can afford to do that, but that seems like a pretty straightforward couple of trades.
2: You can't see this, but I'm giving Andy the thumbs up. I'm giving B-Puck the thumbs up. <laughs>
0: Make those trades. Thumbs up in audio form. Here we go. The two-part question from Callum Smith, part one, what's the better trade, Nickarima for Hunt or Nickarima for Cherry Evans? Uh, your thoughts, Dom?
1: Uh, I might throw to Adrian. Have you got Cherry Evans in your team? I do. So, As a Cherry Evans owner, would you suggest other people buy him?
2: <laughs> well, he's, it was very frustrating, um, sort of uh, before a couple of weeks ago. He yeah. wasn't scoring well at all, even when I think Manly pumped out yeah. and he was score. He scored thirty odd in that game. The last couple of weeks, though, um, I sort of kept the faith, and he's been he's been going okay. So look you know the the fact that he 's been overlooked for origin doesn 't look like he'll get back into that queensland team at this stage or you know at any point this season um, he 's i think just a tick under four hundred maybe three ninety nine okay. so really um you know undervalued um, so i think you know d c e might be a might be a goer there's you know scores back up towards the fifty mark in the last few weeks
1: i might um yeah, I'd probably actually... Well, so DCE's kick meters have gone down a bit this year with uh, Nathan Green there. Uh, Black right? Green. Sorry, Black Green. Nathan? Oh, yeah. Nathan Green. Get my so, greens mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, so that's been the reason why, you know, even when he and Manly have played well, he hasn't scored, um, you know, huge points necessarily, whereas Ben Hunt is a dominant kicker at Brisbane. So I wouldn't necessarily pick him up straight away, Ben Hunt, but for, certainly in a few weeks I wouldn't be surprised if he has a few big scores.
0: And part two, which we touched on earlier, Cam Smith, will you be captaining him this week? Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, at this stage. <laughs> All right. Matt Arson <laughs> wants to know is Dylan Edwards a long term option and also Frawley or Lola here? These names keep popping up. Uh, definitive answer. Adrian, what are your thoughts? Uh Edwards, we're not sure on at this stage. So not definitive at all. Good. <laughs> yeah. And part two, <laughs> Frawley or Lola here uh, Frawley looks to be the, the, the more stable sort of halfback role, whereas Lolahea you're not sure what you're going to get. It seems to be a bit of a gamble.
2: Frawley, 49 last week um, in a beaten side. I keep the faith with him at this stage. Um, Lola here we don't know what we're going to get.
0: Alright, that's about full time on the episode of the podcast Uh, Good luck for New South Wales and Queensland depending on who you're going for and good luck with all the aftermath if you're listening to this after Origin Uh, Plenty of footy this weekend A cracker between the Roosters and Broncos to look forward to Make sure you stay up to date with NRL.com because there could be late team changes depending on the injuries and what happens on Wednesday night But enjoy your footy Uh, Get involved using the hashtag NRL Fantasy and we'll see you again next week.
2: For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. You've been listening to the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast.